Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Skateboarding. Uh, this is your host, Jim Gray, and I'm going to ask the question I always do, and that's, I'm Jim Gray, who the hell are you? <laughs> What's up, Jim? This is Salman Aga. We're in L.A. Uh, surprise visit. Thank it, you. It was a very surprise visit. This <laughs> so, podcast wasn't planned. Yeah, so we're at Pizza Nista at my shop, and um, I'm stoked to see you. And the guys, I was sitting in my office, and someone, you know, the, the staff knows, like, I don't take visits or meetings because I could get so distracted. Yeah, but I'm sure I've been They were the like, world. there's a guy named Jim Gray. And I'm like, Jim Gray? I'm like, that guy invented the gray slide. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we were talking, and, and the guy, they get stoked, you know? Everyone here skateboards. So It's awesome. No, I've, I've been here many times over the years. Um, last time was just before all this COVID craziness came, and um, I just... You know, the food's amazing, thank you. Yeah. And I just thought if I, I, I went on, a, I was on a crazy uh, quest today to ride my bike 100 miles. Yeah. <clears throat> so I thought, I'm leaving Union Station here at 5 o'clock. Uh, I'm shooting for 100 miles. I'm 86 miles in, so I've got to do 14 miles around the city somewhere to make yeah. up for it. Yeah. And uh, I thought, if I'm in LA, I've got to eat at Pizza Nice. So I guess I was lucky I caught you because yeah. you're, you're not here that often. Well, I'm not um, here typically yeah, on Thursdays, but um, yeah, I, I'm stoked. You know, you got, I got lucky, you got lucky. I know, it's awesome. So, <laughs> so, so how long ago did you open Pizza Nista? Pizza Nista has been here since October 10th. 2010 so 10's our magic number and uh yeah so we're going on our 11th year and uh yeah that's that's what gave you the idea of opening a pizza place really just honestly skateboarding you know just kind of had the biggest influence you know um that was that was i mean why that's why because so i mean i was in i was in new york and um you know, I really fell in love with the pizza by the slice concept, and I lived in the neighborhood at the time um, where Pizza Nista is, and I wanted to do something identical to what I could experience in New York, which was fast, good, just, walk in, it's yeah, ready to walk go. in, out, you know, just quick, and so that that was the idea. But um, the reason I chose pizza was because I liked that, you know, in skateboarding. The, there's infinite possibilities for what you can do and I thought with pizza it's one of those canvases too where it's infinite you know you can really dress it up you can it can be traditional it can get crazy it can be you know I mean we did look Hasoy when we did his book launch party you know he wanted to do the moco loco and we did it I mean we did rice and gravy and eggs and 
steak, and you know, was, was that the weirdest pizza you think you ever? I mean, or? I thought it was, you know, I thought it was pretty, pretty unique, and it's funny because my buddy Adam uh, Harto, uh, you know, he wanted to do that. We were doing a collaboration together, and he wanted. He kind of was a little upset that Hosoi got to do it before him. But the, the, the crazy thing is, like, you know... Holmes gets to beat everybody out. The collective consciousness, you know, was out there. But anyway, yeah, we've done that. And um, so, point point is, like, yeah, you can get really creative with, uh, with the... And I like that about it. It's infinite. So I think there's that connection back to skateboarding for me, you know. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, and let's talk about skateboarding. Obviously, that's our connection, right? That's mm-hmm. how we connect with probably almost everybody we know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we didn't meet them through skateboarding, we met them through another skateboarder or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of how most of our lives have been. Yeah. Uh, when did you start skateboarding? So I got into skating, like really kind of got bit by it when I was really young. So I would say 1978. Okay. And, um, you know, of course I had no consciousness of there being a skateboard scene or anything like that or a which park. is awesome because it means really organic love for skateboarding it's not like i want to be cool i want to fit in yeah i know because like, you know. i mean i was only five for yeah. one you know so it was more or less just i like being outside i like moving i like rolling i like wheels you know and i just remember i was with my family and we we're in ocean city maryland and it was probably a Loganerski, for all I know. Yeah. But, you know, there were the wood boards yep. hanging in this shop on the boardwalk that had these beautiful, shiny red wheels. Yeah. I mean, that was and, the most common one back there in the late so 70s. Was I just wanted that. I just wanted that board, you know. Speaking of Loganerski, just yeah. random. You, you notice I had a Loganerski sticker on my yeah. thing. And actually, Robin Logan, one of the uh, Logans, texted me an invite to Bruce Logan's 70th birthday party. Wow. Uh, this gathering, whatever, this weekend yeah. in Encinitas. Oh, amazing. Um, That's cool. I'll send it to you. If you're cruising around, you go check it out. It'll be interesting just to see Bruce Logan, 70 years old. Wow. Um, wow. That would be cool. And for those of I'm you definitely a fan, you know, of like all things skateboarding, and certainly that predates my, you know, entry into skateboarding. But, um, you know, as I've gotten older too, I've taking more interest in sort of like skateboarding yeah streets. i luckily got a little bit of that because i'm a little older than you how old are you i'm gonna be 49 this okay year. and i'm gonna be 59 so yeah. 10 years older than you yeah. so um when you were starting out i was 15 you know yeah. what i mean so yeah. i was watching uh those early mags my brother got me into it and yeah. you know so i saw the early skateboarders and was watching all the henry hesters and uh, yeah. and logan's and all that and that's so cool fascinated by it all yeah. so that's awesome uh, i feel real fortunate that, we, yeah. that i got to live through all of that till today and still watch the young guys yeah out. i get stoked to meet these guys you know i uh not long ago um maybe a, maybe it was a couple years ago now there was the um i think it was called Surfcraft, and it was at the Mingye museum down in balboa and um they had like Alva was on a panel with Frank Nasworthy and Richard Kenvin, kind of the um, surf historian, kind of organized this whole exhibition. But it was like from kneeboard, it was like very early surfboards, like the big planks to like kneeboarding and then how it evolved into skating. And it was cool because I got to meet the guy that invented your thing look who's calling hopefully that's not screwing us up we're declining christian Asoy's call that's hilarious um are we still are we still recording we better make sure um 
Uh, yes, it look it looks like we're still recording. All right, yeah, so cool. yeah. Uh, so um, Christian Soy wants to know where his stickers are. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> so we, um, yeah, it was uh, it was cool to. to so you meet. were on vacation in Ocean City when you saw skateboards. On no, the road, I was right? there. I lived. I'm from Washington D.C. Oh, okay. So I was. I guess we, I, we were just going to the beach. You All know? right. So tell me, tell me about your growing up. Yeah. Because I, my earliest. Salmon recollection is San Jose area. Yeah. So yeah. give so me that up till then. Yeah. So up till then, you know, it was, you know, I didn't end up getting one of the wood boards. I ended up getting a plastic red skateboard, but it had, you know, urethane wheels. And um, I had a babysitter. Her name was Wanda. And, you know, my dad and mom split up. They were, they were not together at the time. So I grew up with my dad. He was always really concerned about us getting hurt or just I think he was more concerned about how he was going to deal with two boys that were like rough and tumble yeah they got broken arms you know what I'm saying and he's got to work and all this and that so anyhow (laughs) like we didn't get to do like the skateboards we got them and then they were like hidden somewhere like I didn't get it's funny so you probably appreciate that more now but as a kid you're like what the hell yeah like what it was awful but anyway Wanda was babysitting us and I was like Wanda up in that closet there's these these toys like with the wheels like can you get those because I want to go out and play with it so she was totally cool and you know that's how I really fell in love with it like just riding down I lived in a place called Telegraph Hills and we would ride down these they weren't super steep hills they were like mellow grades with speed bumps in them but we would just ride and carve down these hills and that was it i mean since that time once you get the bug i know the feeling since that moment i was um very much like in love with skateboarding yeah Yeah. excuse me for one sec no no problem here we can pause this too if we can uh, and now a word from our sponsor the month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, you know, just 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 the feeling of gliding, you know, down a hill and the the sound that the wheels make and all that. That was it for me, you know. So yeah. from that time, you know, I always had a interest and a love for skateboarding that, you know, I still have. I, I, it's the intensity of that. Those feelings are the same. No. I agree. To me, still the basic the idea of motion is why I ride skateboard. I tell people who get upset, like, I, I, I'm not a good skateboarder. I can't do a lot of tricks. I'm like, skateboarding isn't about doing Sorry, tricks. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so I, I tell people when they'll say something like, I'm not a good skateboarder. And I go, are you smiling? They're like, yeah. I go, then you're a good skateboarder. I go, what? I, go yeah, I can't do a lot of tricks. It doesn't matter. Tricks aren't what skateboarding is about. Yeah. Tricks are something you get interested in once you get better at your skateboard, right? Yeah. It feels good riding it. So you're like, hey, let's try to do something else with it. Yeah. Um, and that's something I think got a little lost as history moved forward in skateboarding. Is yeah. A lot of kids were basically, I think, raised thinking tricks were all skateboarding was. It's like, not even, man. Skateboarding's yeah. about motion. It's about moving and going fast and leaning around the corner you know, yeah. Well, the cool thing about it is that it's about whatever it is to you. That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, everybody that's sees a, it differently. That's the thing I like about it. You know, it's like if it's a sport to you, then cool. If it's 
just cruising down the street, awesome. If it's a creative outlet for you or a, yeah, a no, place for yeah, you it's to artistic, it's, it's a it's place for you to explore athletic, your own self and your challenge yourself. Like I think it's a lot of it's it's all those things and like you know with anything, I think skateboarding being I hate to use the word extreme, but like it's it, you know people take certain aspects of it to like these like the far edges. Oh, absolutely. Of, you know, just well, that crosses over into the. The, I mean, now we're now we're so social media. There's like there's such this thing about fame, instant fame, make me make me seen by everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I actually get kind of sad for some guys that are going so gnarly and going. I, I just worry they're just gonna kill themselves and be done so yeah, quick. Yeah. You know, but everyone has a different yeah. Well, it's drive. a different it's a different tra- trajectory. You know, I think for a lot of these kids, but I think that I think that uh, it's here. You got it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Meatballs are great, my friend. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, you, you have them because I ordered a meatball sub for okay. my Oh, you lunch. did? Yeah. It's here. You want it? You want me to go get it for you? Um, no, I'm going to wait. Okay, you're yeah. not hungry yet? Yeah, I know. Okay. But thanks. Um, do we need anything else, boss? Oh, dude, I'm totally good. I got my water. I'm going to save this slice for a little afternoon nibble. Cool. All right, You're if doing... you want to take those to go to, I'll bring you some. Oh, no, I'll, I'll eat those oh, for okay. sure. Cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah, so while we're sitting here, I don't think I paused that at all. Um, That's fine. We're just, uh, we're eating lunch. Uh, Solomon ordered his staff lunch. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, let's talk about where, where. how did you step into where you realized there was a skateboard scene? Like, when did that happen? And how did that, you already into skateboarding, so yeah. I assume you were just skateboarding wherever you lived. Yeah, I actually didn't. So I actually, my board that I loved, I lost in a storm riding it, and it went into the sewer, and it just got... Washed, washed away. away so I never got it back and then you know my family moved my brother and my dad and I we kind of moved around for about a year and a half until we finally settled in an area called Los Altos which okay. is in between San Jose and San Francisco and we were just living with family we didn't we were broke you know like we had nothing so wait for dad to get set up in a new spot yeah I mean get a job yeah I mean I think they had family to come out and hang out with yeah like when we moved out here to California I think my dad had 200 bucks and two kids and that's it you know and so you know we were living with family and um my dad ended up you know getting on his feet and you know he's very enterprising and you know smart so he started some businesses on his own and um, you know became successful and uh, but he still didn't like skateboarding <laughs> so I didn't have a skateboard I didn't get another board until I reconnected with my mom in the early 80s like 1981 I want to say and I just happened to find one because she was remarried and her husband my stepdad had a son yeah who was older and he had a board oh. and it, i remember it like i could like it was yesterday it was a free spirit and it had a guy doing a hang 10 on the like a little graphic and it was like a blue marble swirl fiberglass deck with i don't know white wheels and i used to ride that thing I wrote it so much. Boom! Yeah, I thought I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> so, so how? So that was so that was that, that was your so move that was, towards Northern California. So how did it? Well, yeah, so that was that was actually in L.A. 
Okay. So I I reconnect with my mom in Los Angeles. Okay. So that's when I started riding that board. But I would only get to ride it if I was visiting her. Yeah, exactly. You know, so in junior high, I want to say when I got into... No, not even junior high. When I was in fourth grade, I met up with these... No, not fourth. Fifth grade, I met up with this kid, Steve Rafalovich, and another kid named Jeff Wendell. And they were just cool. They were they still Los Altos, you guys said. No, so this is now, I'm sorry, I moved at that point. We moved to South San Jose, to a little area called Almaden. And my dad was remarried, and I started going to this private school. And I naturally gravitated towards kids that were not, didn't look studious. (laughs) So anyway, like, I met these kids, and they were super, like, they had mull like uh, I think they both had mullets at the time. And remember those hats that had like the long flaps? Yeah, on the totally. Back? Oh, that's so funny. You know, they had those, and like they had Vans and you know Bermudas, and so, so they were definitely breaking the private school uh, look. Oh, big yeah. time! You know, so I was like, I like these kids. So anyhow, that's how I got reintroduced. That's how I got introduced to skateboarding being a thing. Like, learned about Thrasher. And where'd, about, they, where'd you guys go? Like, was there quarter pipes, just, half pipes? I mean, what was around? I mean, and we skated like we would find like so. There are these ditches in San Jose. They're dirt, but every once in a while there would be a concrete part. You know, so we would go clean those out and just you know it was like eight feet wide, and that that and became when, when you're. 14 years old or whatever it's worth that was our half pipe you know we skated these ditches you know and they had just like some of them had enough of an edge where you could get a grind you know so we did that and uh eventually like you know we started figuring out where we could build quarter pipes and ramps and stuff and that's it so how'd you get into that next level where somehow someday you got sponsored you met people that you know like were where did you start meeting people that were involved in skateboarding or contests? Well, or what, you know? I mean, I think it was kind of serendipitous and inevitable because I lived... So where I lived, you know, I just kind of landed at the epicenter of, like, a really cool skate scene. You know, so San Jose, I mean, you're talking, like, John Fabricer, Joe Spolero, Mike Persenko. Mike Yosefer went to my high school. So you know what I mean? So, like... That guy was a... Oh, Ray so Barbie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, Robert Torres, like, you know, uh, I basically landed in this skate scene. And, you know, Thrasher was just down the street, basically. I mean, that was San Francisco. And it was very early on. I mean, we're talking early 80s. So Thrasher was only a couple years old, you know, at the time. So. Yeah, so when did it start? 82? 81. 81, okay. Yeah. So, right. I mean, yeah. I, I was, I just, and Caballero, you know what I mean? Corey totally. O'Brien, Jeff and, and, Kendall. And so as you, I mean, as you just met these people, you just started hanging with them. Well, I didn't really meet them, you know. They I kind of like there. forced my way into like, you know, the scene was gnarly. You yeah. didn't just meet people. Totally. Like, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, vibed, yeah. you know, to the point where you were like, if you survive. If you, you can survive the fucking stay aways and you yeah, pierce through if there. If you could survive, yeah. then like, okay, we'll figure out how to fit you into this equation. <laughs> if, if. We like and you that, and you're and good was, enough. And that like, was yeah. really how it was, you know, yeah. like, um, it was, but the flip side was when you did meet someone that skated that was your age at that time, you were instantly bros because you were probably the only two people skateboarding. You know, I mean, no one wasn't like everyone was doing this. 
so anyhow, yeah, I just I just luckily landed in a place where, you know, I love skateboarding, and there just happened to be all these great skateboarders around that were sponsored, and I just, I don't know, so the way I got sponsored originally was Simon Woodstock also, so he sponsored me with his skate shop, Winchester Skate Shop, he had a shop when he was 18, you know. Didn't so, know that. So I used to hang out. At I sponsored myself, and I never knew that. You know? Yeah. So Simon had a shop, Winchester Skate Shop, um, and then that led to, oh, then Jeff Kendall and Corey O'Brien built that, the warehouse, the San Jose warehouse, okay, yeah. which I'm, I'm sure I skated, skated at least a couple times. Yeah. So I was not allowed to skate there, but that was a place where I hung out. Wait, you just you weren't cool enough yet. Well, that was that. I don't even know how I learned how. So I helped build it. Like when Tim Payne came out, I mean, I didn't, I was, so you got to remember like, and you know this, but like if you, back then when you were into something, if you wanted to be a part of it, you just had to insert yourself mm-hmm. into the middle of it. There was no, there were no rules, but it was like, you kind of, the get in where you fit in was just the way it I goes. You know, it's where you know it's mean? bigger now, but it still kind of works that way. I get kind people, of who want to you know, do stuff, whether it's photographers, where they go, by the way, you just got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You like it, just do it. Don't, don't matter if people vibe you. Don't matter. In fact, they're going to vibe you. Yeah. you, know, you got to just like push past their vibes. And, and because they're vibing you, like, oh, here's another one that's going to come and get out of it. Like, you know, you got to keep doing it. And after yeah, you, you keep doing it a while, and they go, oh, okay, I guess he isn't one of those. And yeah. the doors, the doors aren't really closed to anyone. They're also not open to anyone. Exactly. You've got to like freaking kick them enough times until they yeah. open up. You, yeah. know? you got to, you got to make your place. Yeah, you know, I, so I was like, you know, stubborn and dumb enough and passionate enough to just stick around. So anyhow, I finally was able to skate inside that warehouse because it was private. And and was that so, through Simon's connection? Was that through? No, no, that was just, just through me, like right. being there. You know, just not taking no for an answer. So it's technically, though, Simon, your first sponsor, then I would say Simon was my first sponsor. Yeah, he was my first sponsor, and then that's pretty cool. I, I got Simon Woodstock on this podcast too. Yeah, and then I got sponsored by. So then Greg Carroll. So we started skating with all these kids in the city. Greg Carroll became the venture team manager. So then I got on venture, and then. I was skating the warehouse a bunch, and Joe Lopes hooked me up. So Joe Lopes came to me one day, and he was like, hey, do you get boards? And I was like, no. And he's like, now you do. And he just handed me, like, a stack of his decks, you know. So he started. Was that Schmidt? That was, was that? when he was on maybe Circle A. Okay. I think Circle A. Mr. Schmelzer. Yeah. So, and then, and what was rad about Lopes, too, is, like, he was homies with Mike Rector, so we always got pads talked to Mike a few years ago. That's cool. That's rad. So yeah, we got pads and I got boards and like, you know, and then after that, you know, Cab and I became good friends and that's how I got, and, and I knew Tommy. So I knew Tommy, Cab, Jim Thibault. So I became one of the young kids that Stacy sponsored at Powell, you know. And that's okay, how, how long did you ride for Powell? Not very long. Not very long. I would say like maybe a year, you know, because it was like right around the time that World started. Oh, it was and ba- bashing on them. They were tearing and it, them down. You know, yeah, and like right. every, well, okay. the thing is Tommy quit, McGill quit, Tony quit, Lance, everyone left yeah. except for Stevie. And then, you know, I saw Tommy actually at the San Jose warehouse one day. He was there skating vert and um, 
he saw my board. So I used to get Ray Barbie's board and because it, it was long. And the issue that I had was I didn't like the concave that Powell had. It was too steep. I wanted it f- more flat. flat. I like flat. So I used to take my own tools and I would cut, drill. I would take a press actually at high school. I would drill the holes forward on the tail and I'd cut the tail off and router it and shape it the way I wanted. And I would get a flat space in between the rear the the holes in the tail so easy lift baby yeah i love i i to this day all the acme i had my own mold mm-hmm. that that i use and now still watson will make boards for me and I, there's just a certain mold i gotta get yeah. they have a marking there it's just like such and such as like jim gray's mark you know it's like yeah. as far back as anybody i love that gap behind the back yeah. truck for a yeah super, i just wanted a super, flat board i just wanted it yeah. flatter because the tricks i was doing i needed that i like flat, I, I, I like truly you know? flat concave myself for sure so, Tommy looked at my board and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, so anyhow, they had started real or they were getting ready to start real. And then uh, that's basically how I moved out of Powell. And then, you know, I was just doing following what I was going to ride. I, there was a possibility that I would ride for blind when it first started because Mark was calling me at the time and. You know, I remember calling Guy and saying, Guy, you know, would you ever quit Pal? And they were like, no, never. And like a fucking week later, we're in Santa Cruz. They had a contest up there. And they're all wearing World Industries, brainwashed victim shirts and all that. And I remember being, I was kind of devastated, honestly. Yeah. You know? It was. I mean, it was. that was a hard time in skateboarding. Yeah. There was a lot of... Uh a lot of emotional tear down I ride too, for Powell so. now I didn't yeah. know if you know that no, no, but yeah no. I have a pro model on Powell and I've been on the team there since well, well I think I can say about years. Powell is that even George is one of the few people that like in the middle of when I was Macby was pretty big company like that I'd call him and we'd talk and it was like he'd be honest business was sucky he'd say business sucky business was good he'd business would say good if I called like to Nike at Santa Cruz business is awesome even if it's sucking you know what I mean like it was always bullshit it was always a game it was mm-hmm. always a uh, kind of a manipulation and uh, I always appreciated that George was just straightforward and just did his thing so. yeah I mean the thing I like about George is he just makes the best shit yeah you and know? they're just, sol- just, they're just solid people they care about skateboarding totally. I definitely absolutely I mean I, cher- I cherish them in the skateboard business I would yeah. hate to uh, I'm glad they didn't get taken down completely they got beaten on and they got well, beaten hard i mean it's completely. just it's the same beating yeah. you get if you want to like get in you know it's like whatever man it's just part of the deal yeah but you know a lot of that beating too was i mean i get that there was an actual conscientious effort by specific brands and people to like dismantle like the status quo from the 80s but at the same time their biggest help was just the fact that the economy sucked. Yeah, you know, they yeah, leveraged yeah. that. There's a lot. Of, there was that. There was, a there was lot. also the fact there that was so many. There wasn't that, a lot of new kids coming in. Mm-hmm. They were kids that were now 18 that grew up with that stuff. It's easy to make fun of something a kid grew up with since he's 11, yeah. right? Because you can pick all the funny stuff yeah. and make it. So it kind of it all. But I think that you know, you know they. I don't. I wouldn't give too much credit to the people that we all know. Yeah. They don't deserve that much credit. Well, much of it is luck as anything. That's what I'm saying. It was, all, like, it was just timing. They got lucky. And they, Whenever they, I hear someone like, they were brilliant. They were so shrewd. I go, fuck the hell they were. They, they were just lucky. They failed timing for several years everything. before it worked. If the economy know? wasn't bad at the time, they wouldn't have 
been able to uh, accomplish what they did. I agree with that. So, my personal viewpoint of you and where you fit in skateboarding, in my skateboarding, and that is, you know, the sponsored guys, all the contests, everything we went to, um, you literally made switch skateboarding like a thing. Yeah. I mean, people did a trick. We called it a fakie when we were got, you know, young. Um, and then now we had this new thing called Switch. Mm-hmm. And here's the first time I've ever seen anybody. And personally, I think maybe it was in a San Francisco fountain contest or something like that. Mm-hmm. And here comes Salman going in backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? And basically doing everything Switch. It's like, holy fuck. You know, so it wasn't just one trick. Yeah. Um, how does that make you feel when you see how big a part of skateboarding Switch is now? That people ride both directions and, and change it up. And, I mean, guys freaking roll in the bowls backwards yeah. and... I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, it only makes sense, you know. It's like as the, I think as, you know, the product evolved to allow for that evolution, I think that, um, you know, it just was inevitable, you know. But I was just fortunate enough to be conscious enough of, you know, what I was doing at the time to purposely want to differentiate myself from my peers. So was that it? I would try I mean obviously you were competing, you like how can I stand out? Yeah, I mean I think I, I think at the time, you know, and you, you you I think you'll probably agree with me is like there was a emphasis on individuality in skateboarding that's sort of lost now. Yeah. You know, so I think like at the time, you know, it was so important to be your own entity, you know, and that was what I was aiming for, you know, so I was always consciously looking for a way to differentiate myself from my friends, my peers, whoever, you yeah. know, I just wanted to be, you know, because when you look at a guy like Cab or Mark or Neil, you know, or, you know, I don't know, they're just, yeah, they're, they're, when they're you these, say it, they're, they're like, unique. There are these archetypes of uniqueness that I was like, I aim to essentially be my own entity like these guys you know that's what i wanted to be you know so that and, was and, and that from was my eyes that was my model you know so that was you know that was what i you know that was what i aspired to you know? well from my eyes you succeeded because uh, how's that you. because i could <laughs> you know because honestly a lot of guys come and go yeah. and we just remember their names and up but with you i have a very specific focus of that uniqueness that you completely stood out. That can never be erased. You know, I mean, yeah. I've been around this for freaking forty years, yeah. and it was like, yeah. and it was like, well, that was it was a holy shit moment. Like, what the fuck? You just did a whole run backwards. That's just not right. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah and that was the aim. I mean, that was really it. Like, let's, you know, and there was there was conscious thought around that. You know, um, some unconscious thought too, and some just being lucky. But um, yeah, well, and, it's going, I, and, and it's going you know, with the flow. The thing I mean? is, I think it's cool because you know what's rad is you you know you see guys now like uh, I don't know like Bob Burnquist for example you know taking you know just that idea to like such a crazy place. Yeah. Did he start backwards? Did he land backwards? I mean, can it's we tell? Insane. Can you tell? And all these you know, new like, kids, you know. I yeah. mean, I was watching some clips on Instagram just yesterday i think there's like a new nike video out and some of the guys in there and it's just incredible uh to see what's going down man it's unreal i mean it's all stuff that always some- we dreamed of you know things that tricks it you know i remember sitting with jason adams and sean mandoli and we'd be looking at a handrail and we'd talk about like what tricks were possible and you know it's like you think of like 
what's going down now makes what like Jamie and Chad and those guys look, look like, like it's just like yeah. nothing ever happened completely like you happened. just you just went straight down a rail you well, didn't flip into I, it you didn't flip I'm, out of it you didn't twirl around on it nothing and there's there's basically <laughs> yeah. unknown guys yeah. are starting to get known whatever just yeah. through the Instagram totally. or like that guys that do shit like in a pool I was mostly a tranny writer right yeah. do sh- do stuff in a bowl or uh, whatever that like we would that would have been contest winning dominating everybody oh, back in the day beyond, to do like, the one everybody trick. would have dropped like yeah. what the fuck did he just do I know um, we're desensitized I mean there's quite a few things these days I'll see on Instagram where like that I have to actually screen grab it yeah. so I can slow motion it to even see what the hell happened yeah. you know I mean yeah. one was some, some guy doing a loop or something in Hawaii and he and he did a like a, a 180 like while he was upside down and came out the other it was like are you fucking kidding me? I mean, it's like, how did you even, how do you consciously get this super tight thought to go whiz and then switch and come out? Or you're like, what the, uh, you know, slow it down. And you go, how the fuck did he do that? You know, um, I think the thing that uh, I've seen just as a general standard is from every generation, from me watching it happen at Skatopia Skate Park to what kids are doing today, um, fear, fear of the unknown is what, holds people back mm-hmm. we were pretty early into skateboarding i always called the pioneering era we were inventing things that hadn't been done right yeah. so we had to guess could it be done how's it going to work so on and so forth um very little stuff is invented anymore that's actually isn't just a combination of stuff that's already been done right say it's not gnarly as hell yeah. but they've seen it done so now every, as every generation applied the top of what they'd seen now they add their own little twist to it, mm-hmm. you know, and then but then the kid growing up sees them and goes, "Well, that's possible." Mm-hmm. And the the lack of fear of it being possible makes that kid never be scared of it in the first place, yeah. you know. And I just think that just kind of keeps going from generation to generation. And sometimes you look at it like, at this point, you kind of go, "What isn't possible?" Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, a kickflip just used to be a gnarly thing to do on flat ground. Now guys do kickflips on the. In bowls to blunts and, and kickflips out of them into, yeah. you know, totally. coming in backwards. Oh, yeah. Like what the hell? I, you know. So, um, guy, have you seen that Jamie Matu guy, the Spanish guy? I don't know. Oh Maybe. my god, he's like he's just insane. Yeah. He just does. He'll he'll come out of the things that you would never even think were yeah. humanly I'm sure possible. I've probably seen you it. probably have. Yeah, yeah. No, I have the same way with people sometimes. So. Yeah, I mean, we've been pretty lucky to get to witness a lot of really rad shit. Yeah, I feel very fortunate, you know, and I'm stoked that, you know, I still get to connect with skateboarding in, you know, the ways that I like to connect with it and with the people that I like to connect with. You know, it's, um, you know, with Pizza Nista, you know, I'm, you know, constantly kind of identifying, you know, things that interest me people I want to work with and you know fortunately because I have that provenance in skateboarding you know it opens a lot of doors to be able to I mean hey it doesn't matter how deep inside of it you are I guess I consider myself as insider as you get when I roll up and I see a cab salad sticker on the window dude I freaking light up like a 10 year old kid that's just so cool you know um, to see her I I went into a, a uh, acai bowl place once, Sam Bazaar. Like Bob Bernquist was sponsored for a while. And walk in and see, there's a Bob Bernquist bowl. You can order a Bob Bernquist oh, yeah, bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, just skateboarders have brought stuff to the, to the kind of general community, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, cool. and, and uh, you know, I mean, you've done great with Pizza Nisa. I mean, as a skater, I appreciate it. I've seen you at a lot of events, working your ass off. 
you know, I know it's not easy. It doesn't, doesn't come without work. You yeah. know, I've seen you standing in a cart and freaking, you know, hauling pizzas out of a box and, yeah. and serving up people at trade shows or whatever. Yeah, man, it's yeah. work. I mean, but what isn't? You know what I mean? No, what isn't? And I think skateboarders, because skateboarders have a lot of drive to, like, skate, do tricks, mm-hmm. compete, whatever level they, to, to that focus. I think skateboarders do well in jobs in general. Oh, I think you know, so. I whether mean, it's an entry-level job or owning the place. Yeah, I mean, it's all ass. mindset. You know, it's like, to me, I still skate. I surf. I ride moto. I do all the stuff I love to do, mountain bikes. Um, but this is also a trick. You know what I mean? I just look at it that way. Like, it is. You know, being in business. You know, business is, for all intents and purposes, pretty boring. So it's just a framework for me to express the creative side of my being, you know? I mean, because, you know, we live on Earth. We live on Earth. These are the systems that are in place, you know? It's like, I'm not in a position to, like, completely reinvent, like, commerce. So, you know, I just am participating in it like everyone else. Use the the tools you have. I'm using using these frameworks to, like, paint my own picture that's all you know uh, I, I agree I mean, but I'm, I, I, after I close my skateboard factory I just run the sticker thing yeah. most of my customers are skateboard companies or surf companies or people yeah. that I've met through the years of sponsorship or their friends or whatever and, yeah. that's uh, awesome. and so every time I go in there it's just the graphics make me happy because there's totally. such, such a variety oh, coming yeah. from so many different places yeah. and so many of them have a connection to a memory or a friend or mm-hmm. Uh, something like that it just it does make life a lot better for sure yeah you know so ultimately I guess we could say that skateboarding just made our lives better yeah 100% and here we sit today on a beautiful sunny afternoon 86 miles into a bike I know ride, man I'm impressed doing a I'm random impressed. podcast I mean uh, it you look great yeah. man it's thank cool. you I appreciate that's it that's inspiring to me because like I you know I think I'm saying you're inspiring me because you know I'm always looking for ways to you know stay in shape and be able to you know age in a way that i stay active you know i saw a guy chip yesterday he's a movie producer over here and we're visiting for a second man he's in his 60s and he's just chiseled man and he looks like you like you you just gotta fight for it you know i mean i paddled my kayak eight and a half miles yesterday i mean that's just like i've just decided that Every, almost every day, if not every other day, I have to do something really active that that kicks my ass, not yeah. just, just gentle. Yeah, and I, I don't like you. the gym. You know, it's like I, I really don't. I, I'm not, me personally, I'm not a fan of. I mean, I don't mind lifting weights and so, but I, I yeah. too not focused enough to do it at home. Yeah, and then the gym is just like I just for some reason just doesn't stoke me out. To I know I don't like know. it either. I'd um, rather surf or ride a bike or do something. I that agree. I, enjoy. I mean, surfing is great exercise. I, well, I went the other day, I told you with jinks for the first time in a while. And, and I was like, damn, I need to do this. I mean, cause I have plenty of surfboards and, um, just gotta get used to it. Different muscles though. So here I am, my legs feel strong. The last few times I got on skateboarding, I drop in, I freaking so strong and powerful. Oh, I, I bet. My balance is a little messed up. Yeah. Lost like 35 pounds mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, I think my flexibility. I need to work on my flexibility, so I got really yeah. strong, but not but as flexible. But being light, so helps. oh, it sure helped. So, so the whole yeah. speed and carving feels really awesome. So but now cool. I got to like tune up the the balance and the yeah. you know standing up on the grind without going. Whoa, shit! My body doesn't weigh the same anymore. Yeah, you know? so that's cool. Uh, but yeah, but to, 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 to paddle awesome. to do you know 
See where you get this is like I said, there's a record today. I'm going for 100 miles. It That's should awesome. be easy. I'm already at 86, and I got like three hours to just do a lap around the city and get oh, yeah. 14 more. So, it's um, killer. We'll enjoy the ride. Well, and I appreciate the pizza. Yeah, um, man. And you know, we'll have to do this again, maybe more planned out sometime. But uh, That's cool. most of my podcasts are purely organic. They happen when That's they killer. happen. And, you got to uh, get a little mic to bring with you that you just plug in. Yeah. Believe me, all the shit. I was my packing. buddy Mike showed me yeah. one the other day, and I've seen it. It looks cool. It's tiny. It's like, and it, and I guess the sound is supposed to be pretty awesome. So I guess we should say, excuse us, people, if the sound sucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, although I'm really surprised sometimes when I pull this phone out and someone's like playing guitar in a parking lot, and you shoot a little clip and you play it back, you're like Jesus Christ, it sounds like a freaking album. Yeah, you know they do record pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll find out. Well, we're lucky. There's not a lot of noise right yeah. now. No. So. All right, well, hey. Well, cool, man. I'm going home. Yeah, and I'm going to go uh, finish my ride and finish my 100 miles. And uh, Solomon, it's been awesome. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you for the man. pizza. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed and the uh, visit. Till, till next time, guys. Hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening, everybody. This show was presented by Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. To believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.